Hi, and welcome everyone to CRM Rocks. Today's podcast will be about coaching in CRM. With me today, I have Rick McCutcheon. He is one of North America's leading authorities on sales productivity and CRM design and user adoption. He's a much sought after expert and thought leader on the subject of sales, productivity and CRM. He's been involved with CRM industry since 91 as a company founder, senior executive, board member, educator, consultant and professional speaker. Rick draws on his real-world experience having been personally involved with automating hundreds of sales professionals. His stories are real-world, his style is uniquely appealing and tremendously credible. Welcome, Rick. Thanks, Marcus. I'm, I'm glad to be here today. How are you doing? Oh, very, very well. We're in, a, we're in the busy CRM season right now, the spring. Everybody wants to get everything done. Yeah, that's good. So what is CRM to you? CRM is, well, that's a good question. I, I talk about CRM quite a bit. And to me, it, it's a methodology. It's about taking people, process, and technology and combining them together to take care of relationships. And those relationships can be with your prospects. They can be with your customers. Um, but we're seeing CRM really expanded these days into the partner relationship management realm as well as the, managing the entire supply chain. It's really XRM for you, then? Uh, I think it's just plain old, you know, here's an organization that has to manage relationships. Wherever those relationships lie, they can be managed by CRM. So what is coaching, then? My coaching practice has really come out of my long-term experience in the consulting and training business. So, you know, for years I've worked as a consultant working with organizations on their projects specifically where I would be buried in right you know as part of the project team you know eventually I became more of a trainer so I train CRM best practices for the user group community which is called CRMUG in our dynamics world um, I teach for Microsoft I teach for I'm from in Toronto I teach for the Canadian Professional Sales Association and a, nu- a number of other organizations such as extreme CRM so I do a lot of teaching at a partner level and as a customer to the end user customer as well. So pretty much anything to do with CRM, I can really help organizations with. And I've turned that practice more into a coaching practice because um, I think I can do more good spreading myself out and really um, getting the customer to do it. So really on a coaching practice, what I end up doing is going on sort of a monthly retainer where the customer or the partner buys a number of hours from me and I sort of meet with them on a weekly basis to go over the project, what they've done, the strategy, anything that I can help them undo roadblocks. So it's really just like a sports coach. You know, I'm kind of, let's say a golf swing coach, you know, the, the player goes out and plays the tournament and and scores well and comes back and I'll help them fine tune things. So from a CRM coaching coaching perspective, um, I can help organizations over a long term. And, you know, we're seeing CRM projects go on for years. So they're no longer looked at as just, you know, something we're going to install once and, and start to use. It's something we're going to install and we're going to keep enhancing and finding more places in our organization to use it. So really coaching fits in much better than consulting in that business model. 
term come from the sports world? Yes, very much so. All right. So what's the difference in your opinion between teaching, coaching and consulting? Well, consulting, you're actually doing the work. Um, teaching, you're up in front of a class, teaching people what they need to know. Uh, and you may teach them in, within a group format. And where coaching is really one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two -on -two or three people at a time where you're, you're you know, you'll I'll put them on sort of a road, project roadmap, okay, and then 90 days we want to get this done and then i'll coach to it so i'll help them sort of you know personally how do you get this done what resources do you need who in my rolodex can help them so it's more personal coaching and how to get things done and they're doing the work so it, it's a bit of a combination of training and consulting so it seems like you're doing a little bit of everything here Yes, pretty much anything. So, you know, I have a pretty unique background because uh, in the 90s, I had a company called Archer Enterprise Systems where we actually designed Salesforce automation systems. So I had around 35 staff working for me at one time building Salesforce automation. Um, that was eventually sold to Janus Systems and rolled up into Siebel and Oracle. Um, so since that, that sort of gave me a unique perspective from a project management, from a development, from a process side of things. So I think I'm a little bit unique because I'm a little bit of a technical person. I understand the jargon. If someone starts drawing things on the whiteboard, I know exactly what they're trying to draw out. Um, on the other side, I come from the business. So I'm sort of unique that I'm really a, a great go-between between business, the business side and the technology side. Yeah, so that sounds really good to me. But is it hard for you then to sort of separate your roles when are you consulting and when are you cons coaching or is it just all the same to you uh well really it's more coaching and teaching now so you know i'll i'll get somebody on a sort of coaching assignment and we'll work through that coaching assignment um and if i do more consulting now i do it more in a workshop format so we meet for a day and go through a set of problems in a workshop. So I no longer, you know, I'm no longer part of anybody's project plan and, and working through a project. Now, I don't want to say I graduated from that, but that's that's pretty tough work and, and it's very all-consuming. So I'm kind of staying on the outside and, and letting them solve the problems. I'm just helping them lead them through the process. So when you're coming in, Is it important for you to feel that you have their trust or is it always them reaching out to you so you know that you have their trust? Um, that's a good question. And, you know, most of my clients have seen me speak somewhere. So um, I because I do so much te teaching and I, and I speak at conferences, they hear me speak on the subject or they hear one of my webinars or read my blog posts. So they understand my philosophy of what I'm doing. So I'm not making any kind of cold calls. They're, they can really, you know, look at me on the on the web and, and find out who I am and what I do and, and my sort of philosophy on this. As well, you know, I work primarily in the Microsoft ecosystem. So I get a lot of partners, Microsoft partners and uh, Microsoft CRM um, staff members actually referring me to projects. That that means that you feel that you have trust, or do you mean that it's not important to go into this coaching thing with that that in mind? Oh, absolutely. Um, 
So they typically hear me speak, they, then they meet with, me, meet with me and we have a conversation. So I think the trust factor um, is very high and the confidence in what I have to say and the credibility is very high. So I think they're looking at, to me, to move them quickly to where they want to go. Is the next step for me then to say, I want this or that to have a, a specific goal? So, you know, here's a, uh, two projects that I've worked on recently. Um, you know, one's a uh, thousand seats and one's 15 seats where they've decided they needed CRM. They've looked, they've purchased it. And now they're at a point, okay, where do we start? So uh, they brought me in to run a workshop with them to kind of do planning. Okay. Here's the 10 things we got to look out for. Here's the, you know, the, the 15 steps we have to do. So there's a bunch of things around where do we get started that I help them with. So in that case, they were specifically looking for uh, a project plan and a methodology to work with. So they brought me in. On another case, um, I may get hired by an ISV who's des designing a pro product to link into CRM. So I've done a couple of projects like that recently. So the ISV will bring me in over a two or three month period to work with them to help them with their design and, and what they're they're doing around the product and uh, integration points to CRM and, and really, you know, how do I build a product that's going to work in, in the dynamic CRM marketplace. And the, and the third area I coach in too is there's a lot of CRM partners now that are infrastructure or ERP partners. And with the growth of CRM, we're seeing them come over and become CRM partners. So, so there's been a few lately that have asked me to do some coaching around just general practice management. How do I start a CRM practice? How do I get it going? And how do I make it profitable? So that seems both like technical, how do I architect stuff? But is it always including like, coaching things like okay if you're crm how are you approaching your customers what that kind of questions yeah absolutely so in in the practice management side of things i may help them deliver some you know build out their intellectual property which is known as ip i'll do some of that work um, I'll, I'll work sometimes with the delivery people. So if they have some people that have delivered ERP but not CRM, I'll kind of take them through the, the life cycle of deploying a CRM project. And, and uh, I just had another group that brought me in to talk to their very senior salespeople who had been selling um, uh, Microsoft infrastructure pro products for quite a while. They needed me to talk to them about having a CRM conversation. So when I get in front of the VP of sales, what do we talk about? When I get in front of that marketing uh, automation expert, what do I talk about? When I get in front of the customer service people, what do I talk about? And I actually put a workshop together um, for salespeople to teach them to talk to executives about CRM. So if you're going into to prepare that kind of workshop, what do you need to know in order to, to do that kind of stuff? So if I'm going to do a workshop, um, okay, so we'll break it down into some different components. If it's more of a, a, a sales team that I'm going to work with and coach over a couple of months, um, you know, what type of products do they sell now? I need to know what markets they're going into. Are they an SMB, small business type partner, mid-market, or do they play strictly in the enterprise? 
Um, what are their areas of expertise? What are their experiences with CRM? Have they deployed it so far? Um, I'll need to know a little bit about the strength of their resource team because sometimes we'll have to go out and find them some additional help through consultants or through the, I'm, I'm a Dynamics MVP, or through the MVP network that can help them. So typically on a project like that, we'll go over a three-month period and uh, I'll meet weekly with the sales team if it's a, a sales coaching thing and just talk to them about how did you go, what kind of conversations did you have about CRM, what were the outcome, and I can make some suggestions for them about other areas that they may want to address with the customer. So is it always like experienced salespeople that you're talking to or is it perhaps sometimes like really new salespeople that you teach or coach too? Oh, it can be both. Um, so I've done quite a bit of sales training over my career. Um, so if, if it's new people, new to sales, we'll do more of a Here's a basic uh, sales training program, and we can run that for people. And then we can start to tie the how to talk about CRM more specifically to it as well. And, and you get you get all levels in a room, uh, and that you know that's a good question. So if there's ten salespeople in an organization, I'm going to get two newbies, two ready to retire, and six somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. But how do you prepare that? It isn't like a 150H slideshow and you just go through it and, and then you're done or how how is that? I just did a session for Microsoft for their partners in the acceleration program. We did it over four weeks, 90 minutes a session. And I think I was up to somewhere around 120 slides, but it's really specific content about the CRM market. So in that case, that's a training. That's not coaching. That's just me getting up in front of people and, you know, taking them through a methodology for talking about and selling CRM. Okay. So the classroom stuff is more for training then. But classroom and webinar. Yes. How do you, how do you use e-learning? Well, I do a lot of webinars, that's for sure. You know, as, as I mentioned earlier that uh, I was on two today, as well as we had to do some work on um, two recordings from previous webinars. So in my week between, you know, I'll do webinars, education, uh, educating partners about CRM. I'll do some things with uh, mostly around ISV. So this week I had one with ADX Studio, which is the the premier supplier of portals for dynamic CRM and IPM global, which is the premier supplier of construction project management applications for dynamic CRM. So I'll do some work for these companies where I'll come in, I'll explain to the customers, you know, how these products are positioned, why I think they're a, they're a good offering and, and sort of work with those companies on promoting those products. And that's really, and those types of, Pro, you know, they use me to promote their products because I'm a dynamic CRM MVP and a coach and a fairly high-profile um, CRM consultant. Yeah, you stand out in the crowd. <laughs> We try. But trying to go back to this coaching then, so you do this more of a one-on-one or one-on-two. Yes. But that you don't use 
things like slideshow. That's more like what are your problems today, or yes, more tactical. Like if I'm sitting with a CRM team and they're they're trying to sell CRM to a manufacturer, you know, I'll ask sort of how they position themselves, what questions, what are the customers' problems, and really help them kind of build out that solution. So that's more coaching where you're working around a specific problem. And, you know, you're coaching as you go. So if you did a three-month coaching program, it's really a combination of these one-on-one conversations. But at the same time, you're embedding your, your what you cover in your training in these sessions. So you're not just coaching salespeople. It might be like a consultant also. Absolutely. Pretty much I've got cross-the-board experience in CRM. So, you know, from a perspective of the customer trying to get started in CRM and what they do to, you know, teaching a project manager how to talk about CRM. So I kind of cross the cross both spectrums. And it's just my plain years of experience. <laughs> I've been around this a long time. Yeah, I have a, a, a bit more technical background myself. I'm a CRM consultant. So I, I, I love Visual Studio and I do a lot of development. So if I were to come to you and say like, yeah, I would like some coaching from you to do a one-on-one session over this three-month period as you suggested, what would you need to know from me to sort of lay out a plan? Oh, um Depend what you're looking for. Are you looking? So, if you're looking more, and, and typically someone like yourself who's more technical wants to learn the business end of CRM. So, um, what I found in my work is, Marcus, if you were in there talking to a group about CRM, you come from a very technical perspective on it. Whereas when I talk about CRM, I talk more about the holistic management of the relationships. So, I would probably coach you on how to better understand how this application affects how people have relationship business relationships. Okay, so not just the application like dynamic CRM or Salesforce CRM, but like how how it affects how I do my relationships on a human level then. Really well on the application. So a lot of my projects, um, if I if I do workshops, I do a lot of process mapping. So I'll work with sales teams on mapping out their processes. I'll work with customer service teams for mapping out the processes. And these are great to bring the technical people in into play because they really now start to see, I've got eight salespeople in the room telling me what their sales process is. Um, and I think the technical people start to realize this is more, like there's a whole bunch of stuff going on outside of CRM that move the CRM process forward. So it's not all about, a to B to C to D, it's, it's much more complex than that. It seems like someone could step a brand on you and say like, well, you're, um, you're a, what do you call it? A, a business consultant uh, where you work mostly with the, the processes to sort of get them defined and then someone else can automate them for you. Absolutely. That's that's exactly what I do. So as I say, I tell people, I don't do any of the heavy lifting anymore. I don't do any of the coding, any of the program, data management, none of that. I'm really work between the business and the IT 
department, development department saying, what do you guys do? All right, let me go and explain it over to the, to the IT side. Once you have done this process maps, so to say, um, do you rec recommend someone else or do you have a team back of your, in your back pocket that you sort of, these are good guys? Yeah, I have some people I can recommend, but nine times out of 10, there's a partner involved already. So um, there's a partner who's been involved and I've been asked to come in to help with the process mapping. When I tried to, to find out more about coaching, I found some general stuff that, that people recommended to, to find out how to get going. And it was like who, what, where, when, why, and how. So is it more like life coaching or is coaching in any way sort of like try to be a better human? No, I, I could care less about whether they're good humans or not. I just want them to follow a good CRM process. <laughs> and of course, I'm only joking. But so let's typically, if I'm going in to help a sales force, so what else, you know, so I'm going to do a process mapping um, program for them. So I'll come in and I'll, inter and I'll send out a set of questionnaires to the sales team, to the sales management, and say, how do you sell? What do you do? How do you use technology today? I'll get those questionnaires back, then I'll interview people. Once I interview people, um, then um, I'll start to understand their process, what they do, how they go about selling their particular type of product. And I've done so many industries that I've got a, you know, a very good understanding of, of how people go to market. From there, we'll go. Once I have an understanding of what's going on, we go into a process mapping um, workshop. We go through the process mapping workshop. Out the other end comes our best practice, what we want to do. I'll then engage with the developers and and with the project team, and we'll figure out what those entities need to be need to look like within CRM, and we can map those out in Excel or Visio and the developers work work from our maps. So that's more of a, a workshop consulting engagement. And then let's say I, I do that for a company and then they may use me as a coach to stay engaged with the project on a monthly basis or I should say a weekly basis to make sure the project keeps running smoothly. So that's where you kind of coach it after you've laid out the plan for them just to make sure they stay on stay on target. So has it ever happened to you that you send out these questionnaires and you get eight different responses back? All the time. Or um, very different between what the salesperson say they do and what sales management think they do, uh, which is interesting. And you know what? There's a huge gap between what the IT part department thinks the sales team does. That's the biggest challenge we have. So when you try to lay out these processes, do you ever f find out that there's like a big internal conflict that some people thinks, think that one thing is really important and some other people think that some other things are really important? Oh, absolutely. Um, and depends. Well, yeah. I mean, from the outside, the it, from the outside, it can be really, really hard to know if 
somebody has a, a, a toe that you stepped on and you didn't really notice it until you really stepped on that toe. Yeah, but you kind of find that out, I think, in the in the interview process where the where the landmines are, where the problems are going to be, and like what areas not to go in. Typically, um, somebody hires you to do this, and they're sort of your champion. Um, so that person tends to kind of give you a lay of the land before you go in and make it a little safer for you. Do you get in as sort of a middleman to try to negotiate to, to find out this process? Uh, no, I'm pretty good at it myself. When when all this is done and you try to roll out to the all of the salespeople, you had this example where there were like thousands of salespeople, wasn't it correct? Mm-hmm. Do you do the end user coaching or training to them? You know, typically in a project of that size, they'll use me a lot in the planning phase and then their kind of people will take it over. Uh, mostly on the coaching side, you end up working with um, small to mid-level companies will use you more as a coach. Uh, the bigger companies seem to have more resources and they're looking for more for me to come in train them what they need to know and then and then that's what that they need is it important for you when you do this if it's a new initiative or if it's like a revitalization or doing a new areas for crm could you repeat that marcus yeah so if i'm having a brand new crm implementation or if it's like the CRM initiative oh, okay. gets stalled and we try to revitalize it or we just add in like support now? So I got three types of projects, right? I've yes. got an upgrade where they've got something they're upgrading. I've got something that's net new, new project. And I got what I call a CRM save, right? Um, net new is always the easiest, then the upgrade, then the save. So the save can become more complicated because you're going to, like you said, step on somebody's toes. So where is the problem? Is it internal IT? Is it the partner you have? Is it the way you implemented the technology? So those are a little bit more difficult and, and you got to be careful how you handle those. So so say that I'm doing the upgrade from like 2011 to 2015 from for dynamic CRM and the mm-hmm. interface is uh, is going to change and I have a lot of users and some of them are a bit older so they are they like the way the things are mapped out and they have a little bit of a I see I would like to call it a they, they know where the buttons are. Yes. So, you know, for, for that type of project, they kind of probably use me to help plan from a user adoption. So some of the work I do with the user group community is I chair a couple of user adoption panels at the conference. So, yes, I could be engaged to help them to say, okay, if you're going to do this upgrade, what does the plan need to look like to... Um, train these people to support these people and to make sure the project is a success. So on the technical side, they typically wouldn't engage me for that. Okay, so if I do what a, a thing like this, what should I focus on then? Well, you know, and and that's a great question. So. 
from a user adoption point of view, some of the things that I highly recommend is that you know CRM um, can start out as an IT project, but it really needs to become or end up being owned by the line of business. So that means sales or marketing or customer service really needs to step up and manage and admin the administrate the, the program for, for the long term. You know, I really talk a lot about there needs to be ownership within an organization. And you'll see the ones that are most successful have like an evangelist, somebody within that organization who eats sleep CRM and is always talking it up, talking to senior management about it. So I think having an evangelist is also very, very important. Um, three other things that I, uh, that I really sort of uh, key in on when I'm talking to people is you've got to have good data in the system for people to use. You've got to have good training um, to make sure they use it and adopt it. And really, you've got to have leadership using the system, leveraging the system, and sort of, again, being evangelists for the system. Continuing with implementing a new area then. So we have a CRM and it's quite successful. And now we want to bring in customer support. So what should I focus on then? Um, really the process. It's all about what are you doing for the business process? What do you do now for the process? What are you looking to enhance in that process? So where are you going to gain your ROI? And then understanding that completely first before you turn to the CRM to make any changes or to customize it. So to me, it's all about the process. So have you ever experienced that? A scenario where, like, yeah, the process is good, but uh, somehow they perhaps the user adoptions get low anyway because uh, the old system wasn't phased out, so they continued to use that, or I don't know, something they, like that. Uh, this is a good area in on because what I and I'm a Salesforce automation expert, so let's we'll stick to that. So if I go into a sales team and they're not using the CRM. I tell the company, sure, they're using a CRM. They're using their own CRM. So that could be an Excel spreadsheet. It could be a file folder. You know, it could be a workbook. It could be a contact management system that they're used to. It could be something they're, they're running on their mobile phone, but they're tracking their sales and what they're doing. They're just not using your system. So nine yeah, times have out a of ten. In the disk. Yeah. And it works fine. You know, how can I argue with a guy who's the top salesperson for a company? He wants to use a paper Rolodex. I'm going to tell him he's, he's a lousy salesperson because he doesn't want to use the CRM. No, that's part of the challenge. So you've got to give these people some kind of benefit. And when that sales rep opens up CRM for the first time to be trained, you better make sure that you have every one of those cards in his Rolodex in the CRM so he doesn't have to go back in the Rolodex. Because once he goes back in the Rolodex, we lose him. All right, so you need like a ha moment or something like that. Like So he gets that, oh, this makes my life easier or better or something. Yes, or they understand that the data goes in, you know, we can turn into more of a team selling model as opposed to them trying to do everything. 
So I do a lot of speaking at sales conferences where I talk about the vision and what we can do. Right now, if you're a standalone salesperson, then you've got to send all the marketing material. You've got to do the follow-up. You've got to you know, watch social media. But if we're in more of a team selling with CRM, then other people on the team can do the direct mail, do the direct marketing, do the social media, and it can help me and impact me. So we need your data, your information in order to help you. And then perhaps get the upper management to change perhaps some KPIs or follow-ups that the bonuses are based on what's good for the team and perhaps not just what they used to have in the old system. Yeah, and there's some of that too, right? You, 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 you'd be nice at first and you, you do the things they need to progress and you give them the tools they need, but eventually you're going to have to demand the data goes in, right? Because the data in a CRM system is worth millions of dollars to most organizations. So you can't have that floating around on spreadsheets in Rolodexes. It's got to go in the system. So, you know, you're kind of nice about it. You coach them about it. Then you almost have to demand that it's being done. And, you know, if the guy's a top salesperson and he's and he's got a Rolodex, I've seen companies actually hire an assistant to put his data in. So there's ways around it, but the ROI is really getting that data in the system. But we're seeing less and less of that all the time, right? Um, you know, most of those people are sort of retirement age or or ready to go. Most people now in their sales career are have come up through with the use of computers. Yeah, so perhaps not Rolodex, but still Excel spreadsheets are quite common yes. where I where Ex I can find. Yeah, Excel and Outlook are the two biggest villains out there for <laughs> competing with CRM. If if we go to the hardest one then, that I have implemented CRM, it was going good for a while and now it's stalled and I, I really need that revitalization and get perhaps the user adoption up again and infuse my colleagues and salespeople with CRM is the shit here. Yeah. So when we get into that circumstance, most of the time it's failure at management, right? It's not failure at the users where they didn't apply, have enough resources to keep the CRM progressing. We rolled it out, we trained them, they like using it, but then we needed marketing automation and we never got that put in. Or we started needing these certain reports for um, a vendor or something and, and it wasn't built. Uh, and it just, you know, we drop out and start doing manual processes again. So it's really, it's got to be a commitment from management to budget the resources they need to keep the project going. So it might be as simple as that, that version one came and the version two that was promised three or six months later and now two years later never came. Yeah, sure. There's plenty of people still running CRM 4.0 uh, and, you know, that's the prior product of 2011 and we're all running on 2015. So there's people that aren't committed to that level of investment. And I think when their staff see this product's not being upgraded, well, then they must really think that, you know, the commitment level is not there. Yeah, and it's not just about upgrading, but perhaps like, oh, we need a new field for something that we need to enter that's really vital for something new and exciting. Yes. When you're doing this kind of coaching and 
trying to to bring things to life? What are the pitfalls that you're looking for for the organizations to miss? The pitfalls. So what what do I what do I find are the pitfalls that happen when we have these problems? Yeah. Or how to avoid the pitfalls? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you tell the the stories about the pitfalls that you have, and then we can go yes. through how to miss them. Well, to avoid the pitfalls is really best practices. And I think um, the companies that join the user group community and participate in the user group community, which in the dynamics world is CRM, CRMUG.com, um, that helps you understand what other people are doing and how to avoid the pitfalls. It's the ones that go running blindly into the project and look at it as an IT IT project where I'm going to, you know, put a bunch of pipe and wires together and, and get this thing to run. So you can get it technically to run correctly, but it's not it's not following the best practices of the business. And I think that's what we learn when we talk to other people is, you know, the little nuances you need in processes and, and uh, add-on ISV applications and training and support how to do it correctly. So it's really, it's all about best practices. So would you recommend joining CRM, this user virtual user group, CRM UG, before I even start to implement CRM? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, they're worldwide. So I strongly suggest going to a chapter meeting. If you're just thinking of CRM, go to a chapter meeting meet some people who've implemented and they'll be more than glad to help you yeah you're correct it's not just online they they have a lot of actual meetings and uh, and and physical um, places where you can go yes so you didn't really tell a story about a pitfall that you have experienced do you have anyone oh there's there's lots of pitfalls i've seen over the years you know, a number of them where, um, you know, we went out and we rolled it out to the salespeople and we didn't upgrade their product price books and things. So they had to go back to a manual Excel, spree, Excel spreadsheet to get their pricing. So eventually they quit doing the quotes in CRM and eventually they quit, you know, using the opportunity. Um, you know, another common pitfall is sales management not using CRM as the truth, as the real data. And I've actually seen where sales managers have asked their um, salespeople to export their CRM data into Excel and give it to them so they could have it in Excel to use. Well, the next week they don't bother exporting the CRM. They just take and they edit the Excel data I gave you last week. And all of a sudden you, you realize that the sales team has worked around using the CRM. So there's lots of that, absolutely, those, those types of things. Um, and another, you know, big pitfall, you know, people try to this out of the box. We'll get it and we'll just use it out of the box without customizing it. Well, it doesn't fit anybody's business model accurately. So if it's not kind of following the flow of your business, then eventually it peters out. So if you take the first example where where you had this opportunity that they didn't use, and today many people like to use this agile development approach where you start small and then you scale out over time. 
how do you do that with this agile approach and still get people on board then? Oh, I don't mind the agile approach. I think you need all your processes figured out first. And then you just, you know, kind of eat away at them through agile. I don't think you just start in one corner of the room and start painting. Um, so I don't want to get in a debate whether we want to do waterfall or agile. Uh, but I'm, agile could be dangerous when we don't have the whole picture painted. And to me, as I said before, it's all about the process. Figure out the processes, exactly how you want things to run. Now you can go back and start using Agile at, you know, at some point to start building it out. So if I were to paraphrase and say, like, start with thinking big and then starting small then. That's a, and that's a good way of saying it, right? You know, you need to think of, think big. You need to understand that my road has to go from Paris to Rome, right? You know, it's got to go in this direction. I got to get there. But you know, where do you start building that road? As long as I know I've got to get to Rome, then you're okay. So figure out your processes, what you want to do. Then you can you can do one part of them. So if I think that this sounds really good and I want to look at more things online, where would you recommend, where would you send me? Oh, there's CRMUG again. You know, uh, you can, if you want to just join, I think you can join 60 days for free. Uh, there's a lot of my videos up there, presentations I've done and other consultants that talk all about this. For, for the dynamic CRM product, by far, that's the best place to go. Okay, any more general CRM? Perhaps you have something that you do on your homepage? Uh, if people want to contact me, I've got lots of videos on different like association pages and publication pages. Um, I'm in the, you know, I'm kind of consolidating them all to my website. I'm in the middle of that project right now. So, but if they, you know, if they reach out to me, that I can absolutely send them in the right direction. Uh, no call outs for for what's the address uh, my website is www.fullcontactselling.com or you can find me on LinkedIn uh, Rick McCutcheon M-C-C-U-T-C-H-E-O-N I'm pretty easy to find because I've got CRM written all over my profile yeah yeah and I will put the links in the show notes so if anyone is uh, wondering, they can just find them there. Beautiful. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah. Do you think that we have missed anything today, Rick? No, I think it's a very good interview. All right. Thank you for your participation in CRM Rocks. And thanks you for listening. And don't forget that you can just subscribe or comment on crmrocks.com. See you next time on CRM Rocks. <laughs>